What's going on, guys? This is another episode of Here's the Thing. This is your boy Crimson Black and Damian Doggo. And today, we are pretty excited. We're very excited. We're very excited. So, before we get in and ripping this part, it's, it's going to be a twist. It's going to be a twist. It's not going to be what you think when it comes to this. Yeah, so, this, is, this is the first time that we're actually, we're actually defending, defending something. something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Start a tally of how many times we, we actually, actually are defending, defending something everything. and not just shitting on it. Right. Oh, man. So... Before we actually get into the subject, let's go ahead and get all the standard admin shit out the way. So if you like what we do and want to support us, make sure you go to uh, patreon.com slash operations for all of these podcasts, including the PTO podcast, which also just launched, which is our main entertainment podcast. And all social medias, please follow us at powertripop, that is P-O-W-E-R-T-R-I-P capital O P all websites Facebook Twitter and Instagram and guess what guys we made it we're officially on Apple Podcasts we made it yeah we made it ladies and gentlemen it took us a minute we gotta tr- climb that mountain yeah we got we are we- officially on every single thing that podcasts are available yep so the next challenge is YouTube yeah. Bum, bum, yeah. There, there's been some issues with the YouTube. But <laughs> that's YouTube. In the meantime and in between time, do what you can. Absolutely follow us on Facebook. Follow us on, well, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And just check out the Patreon page. Dollar a month, you get every single thing we have. Everything. And if you want to do a little bit more for $5 a month, you can. We are actually about to start adding some tiers to that and adding some more perks to that $5 tier. So, might want to hop on that while you go ahead and can and just get used to go ahead and give that up. We very, 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 very wholeheartedly thank you for everything that you're going to do in the future. Now, on let's to the get meat. on to this. On to the meat and potatoes. So, we are going to defend Mm -hmm. the prequels of Star Wars. What? Yeah. So we are going to do a full Star Wars series, and this is going to be a three-part series. We're going to talk about the prequel trilogy, Yep. the original trilogy, Yep. and And the new new trilogy. And this is going to be a very interesting way we're doing this because we are defending the current... As in, when I say the current, I mean the ones that are just releasing now, the Disney trilogy, the prequels, and we are going to explain well, why the, the original, original trilogy is not as good as you think it is. No, it's not. Just, just switch. It's just those, just those nostalgia glasses, man. Yeah, like y'all need to take the rose-colored glasses off because red get flag. You every time. Yeah, because a red flag doesn't look like a red flag with rose-colored glasses. It just looks like a flag. But anyway, <laughs> first thing I want to get. Well, let's go ahead and... uh, Is the Phantom Menace. Yeah, so we're going to go over the Phantom Menace. Why that... uh, Well, we're going to go over each movie and explain why it's a lot better than people say they are. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we are going to acknowledge what they do poorly. This is going to be fair. Because Star Wars is something that both of us love wholeheartedly. It just has its issues. It's one of the things that got me into like wanting to be a fantasy writer. Yeah. Because that futuristic, that, that space opera was, oof, it was good. It was so good. But it has its issues. It has a lot of issues. Looking at you, Padme. But at the end of the day, there are things that are actually really good and they do a lot better in the prequels than they do in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. So, starting off with Phantom Menace, let's let's go ahead and talk about the attention to detail they put in that movie. Holy shit. Literally the first time you see Palpatine pop up on screen, you hear Sidious's growl immediately letting you know who this man is. Yep. Immediately. They were like, from the jump. Yeah, they were, it was supposed to be like this big And it's, se- and it's one of those things like you can literally blink and miss it. Yeah. 
because the hologram just is breaking up anyway so you're just like oh no the hologram is just messed up no that is Sidious's voice yeah clear as day through it and shout out to uh what's that Avery Dermott Mm -hmm. for actually playing a role uh, as a young cat getting older and looking like the younger version of himself like we gotta give that man a round of applause for that cause that's ridiculous like, golf claps all around golf claps all around but yeah they put so much attention to detail in that movie one of the skipping to the end one of the best things ever is that during the fight with Qui-Gon versus Darth Maul when Yeah, we we're gonna get to that. That's gonna be its own separate thing. Oh you that's how you want all right. Yeah, man. that's gonna be its own separate thing. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. We gonna we gonna get to that. Yeah. Oh, we gonna get to that. Cause ooh, that fight choreography. Oh, so much, so much told in no words, just and action. the script said they, they fight. So here's here's the thing. <laughs> this is one of those Alright, we gonna call out George Lucas for being a hack at this specific point. When the script specifically says they fight and that's it, you can't really do much with that. Which was why the lightsaber battles in the original trilogy was trash. But we'll end up getting to that when we get to that episode. Yeah. Now, uh, next point, we're gonna kind of move a bit along just so we can make sure we hit everything in time because we got a lot to talk about on this. And not just Phantom Menace, this entire subject. So, the fact that people always uh, shit on the Phantom Menace are for two reasons. Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks and all of the politics that are going on. But the reason, here's the thing of why you can't hate on Jar Jar Binks. Lucas, George Lucas is actually quoted to saying, I think he's quoted, don't know him, it could be one of those rumor quotes that go uh, around a lot. Give me a second, I'll look up to, to where, I'll fact check. Yeah, he basically said that he literally can change any aspect of his story at any given time, and his fans will just go with it, which... So that wasn't Lucas who said that, that was... Um, I can't remember who, I think Ryan Johnson is his name, because that's why everybody got pissed off and didn't want to watch The Last Jedi. Right. Yeah, that wasn't Lucas. Okay. That wasn't Lucas. Well, that 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 thought process has it been around. It came from somewhere. It came from somewhere. Because here's the, here's the thing with Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks was, if he actually had turned out to be like the, the real. actual Phantom Menace? Yeah, like the real secret apprentice of Sidious. Like he was actually supposed to be, apparently. Mm-hmm. He would have been he would have been the greatest character ever because you literally could not have seen that coming. Now, after years of watching the movies, you you see you see the, like, you see the breadcrumbs there. Right, you see him like sabotage Anakin's pod racer. Mm-hmm. You see him literally take a blast to the face and be fine. And be completely fine. You literally, literally see him. He says, Come on, Annie, and his pod, pod magically works again. Like <laughs> They put too much emphasis on him. And we'll get on this again later on in Attack of the Clones. Jar Jar Binks is almost single-handedly the reason why Palpatine Palpatine got all of that power. And and then now the politics of everything. Here's the thing about movies like this. It's a war movie. It's a war movie. Without politics, there is no war. Like, if, if you can't... If look, if you don't understand that, you need to like read a book. <laughs> and what's even crazier about it is the fact that the whole point of these uh, prequels were to show two things. Just explain how everything came to be. It explains the rise of the Sith. Mm-hmm. It explains the rise of the Sith and what caused the Jedi to fall. Yeah, they're only- those were the big two things that this the prequels were there for. Because and I- the rise of the Sith is what took the majority of the forefront because of the fact that you have to show how Sidious was able to get an empire and why what made Anakin Skywalker become Darth Vader. Yeah. And those because scenes, that was the biggest question after uh, after the um, after Empire. Empire because of the fact that after Empire Strike Back and they goes I am your father so he is Anakin Skywalker so how, how the did, fuck did that happen because he was one of the best Jedi that they knew of yeah because Obi Wan talked to him up like he was the the best thing since sliced bread exactly and all of a sudden you find out that the guy that has been literally killing Everyone. every single Jedi that survived. 
is also the greatest night that ever existed. You're like, wait, what? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So everything, all of that had to be explained. And the, the only way most of that gets explained, especially when it comes to, how do you take over the galaxy? Yeah. You take over, you take it over by, through politics. Yeah. Fucking votes and meetings. That's how you do it. That's how you take over everything, bro. Like, look, reality shows how important politics is and exactly. how... And back politics at that. The, all the most important things happened in back rooms. Palpatine uh, convincing Padme to make that initial vote in Phantom Menace. Yep. To have him like just be the even becoming the Grand Chancellor in the first place. Yep. And then if you really if you really look at it, especially with Jar Jar, Jar Jar, I don't, I think Jar Jar, 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 Jar kind of like uses Jedi mind tricks to get her to leave. Yeah. So that he's the one that says this is what we should do. And on top of that, even in the first movie, he's mouthing literal words to other people mm -hmm. i forgot to kind of uh point you uh because so before we actually made this we rewatched all these movies and i forgot to uh stop and actually show you where he's doing that and after this is uh after we finish this episode i'll go ahead and pull that up and we'll pull the movie up so i can actually watch it again because i love watching it every single time and i love pointing it out at people Bruh. because they're just like Wait, what do you mean Jar Jar was a uh, Sith Lord? Like, uh, look, look, look at this right here. Look hey, right here. hey. Now, I'm, hey, I'm gonna back up. He wasn't a Sith Lord. He was he a was, true apprentice. Yeah. Hey, forget about bringing back Emperor Palpatine. Give me my apprentice Jar Jar. <laughs> apprentice Jar Jar. <laughs> Give me my Darth Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, bro. Darth Jar Jar would have, like, it would have made everything It would have been the scariest out. thing ever. Yeah, because you never expect him to do anything. And it would have made even more sense of why Anakin literally shifted allegiances as quickly as he did. Exactly. Yeah, Palpatine told him everything that he wanted to hear but here's Jar Jar someone that's been in his life since he started the journey yep. that's like come with us mm -hmm. oh that would have been beautiful and again it shows why uh Tyrannus is like eh, fuck that rule too because Sidious has been breaking that rule the whole time he was breaking that rule before that rule even existed because let's say they keep going with the whole Jar Jar Binks is the true apprentice yeah. he has Darth Tyrannus and Darth, Darth Maul. Maul with Darth Jar Jar that's mm -hmm. three where's the rule of two exactly so on to, what's, what's the next point you got right, in so before we get the to next, that the next thing that this movie shows is Obi-Wan's level of prowess when it comes to negotiation and his wisdom when it comes to people. Yeah, Obi-Wan can read him like one of the best. Exactly. Which is why Qui-Gon was like, you are far wiser than me. He wasn't talking about in the ways of the Force because he couldn't touch Qui-Gon in the ways of the Force or in the lightsaber battle. Nah, Qui-Gon dusted him off every time. Exactly. But where he surpassed Qui-Gon is, is just how to read knowledge people. of people. I forgot where it says like wh how, why he's good at that, but it even explains it in the books. Like he's he's literally one of the best talkers in existence, and you even see this in Attack of the Clones. Exactly. But we'll get to that when we get to yeah. Attack of the Clones. And so another big thing that a lot of people love, but they don't think is necessary, the pod racing section. Here, here's why I always said the pod racing section was important. It's literally how the so it's how the, you explain why he's so good at being a pilot. Yeah. So the whole thing with pod racing and like everybody was like, well, this is kind of out of nowhere. It really isn't. No. Nope. The force was pushing or pulling Qui Gon to a specific location to do a specific thing which he was just like, all right, I'm just kind of go with the flow, which is why he was like, all right, Obi-Wan, do this shit, I'm gonna go handle this. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, Obi-Wan would have just been like, well, that wasn't our mission because he was really black and white with everything, which was what Qui-Gon was trying to get him out of. Yeah, he was trying which to- shows, so, and that puts a big thing into Obi-Wan's character mm -hmm. on why him and Anakin will eventually clash. Yeah, because, Qui-Gon was a great at yeah. heart, period. He just, he just didn't truly, and you, when we get into the, the last last section of um, Phantom Menace, uh -huh. you will explain this more, but Qui-Gon was a great that hadn't mastered the true aspects of the dark side. 
Yeah, no. Because he, he was he, he was just, he was just knowledgeable. Of he it. was knowledgeable, but he didn't know how to he didn't really know how to use it. Yeah, but he didn't so he didn't study that to learn how to use it. He studied it to be like, all right, the force is yin and yang. Mm-hmm. For someone to be a true master of the entire force, you must know both the light and the dark, which is something that Yoda preached a lot. But he didn't preach to the people who it mattered to, apparently. So, hashtag Mace Windu, hashtag Obi-Wan. <laughs> so, uh, the, in regards to the power racing scene, it, w- it shows that the plot points for Phantom Men- Menace flows perfectly because mm-hmm. they were attacked by someone they don't know who mm-hmm. it puts them in a certain position and the only way because of the fact that they're in the outer rim the only way they could actually survive to get back to where they needed to get was through nefarious means in this case gambling yep it was the only reason they were getting that hyperdrive the yeah. only way they were getting that and they were going nowhere and they were going to be stuck the entire time if they didn't do that so they had no choice but to and it also like you said shows why anakin is uh, so good at being a pilot because the one- his improvisation is off the charts mm-hmm. he, and they they show that his his the maneuvers that he was pulling with those pods at sometimes you can actually look and see how he is just using the force without even knowing, knowing that what he's doing like they were just they for were example just, my favorite thing to uh pull out from the uh pot racing scene giggity is when uh saboba ends up fucking up one of his engines yeah and the cord loosens mm-hmm. and he takes a magnetic rod and ro- like catches that bitch pulls it back in repairs his pot and goes again mm-hmm. like that all happens in like three to four seconds. He should not be without the force. There is no doing that. That's why he was like. Because here's this the thing: it was like what eight or nine when this shit was going down. I think the he was the between the ages of eight and ten. Yeah, he was think, somewhere in that. No, he's ten. He is ten because that's why he was too old. Eight or nine wouldn't have been an issue. Is because I was, don't. Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure about that. Give me one second. Go because ahead. Because even, even Qui Gon was like, well, because Yoda was like, okay, if this is the chosen one, how old is the boy? Qui Gon goes, he's ten, and Yoda goes, too old. Because like you told me, when you're at the age of ten and you're starting to go from that child age to that preteen, it, it wouldn't matter. The uh, they are taken to the Jedi Academy at the age of five, depending on the species and arbitrary years with the parents' permission. That is coming straight from the uh, Jedi Code. Yeah. So, but the reason why 10 is like, but I don't know. Uh, my point with that one was like, when you're a 10 and your hormones start to take over, that's when you actually truly start becoming who you, beginning who yeah, who you, you are. You grow all attached to everything because of the fact that everything has a lasting effect. Five and earlier, you're not going to remember a lot of that shit anyway, so you won't grow those, uh, feel those attachments. You'll nope. replace them, which is why Obi-Wan uh, had that attachment to Qui-Gon, why Anakin ended up having that attachment with him, so on and so forth. Yeah. So, yeah, in that pod racing scene, kind of... Or even why he had that that attachment to Padme. Yeah. That is, wow, wow, I think that theory is actually true, but we'll get into that on Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. Um... But everything about that movie was just like perfect. And then even if you're like, well, I hated the politics. At the end of the movie, they gave you what you wanted. Yeah. They gave you a galactic space the battle. Best lightsaber duel in all of Star Wars. Period. Hey, if you can come up with fight some one, me. <laughs> if you want to come up, you can come up with one better. Hey, fight me, bro. Yeah, because the only one that was even close to touching that was uh, in the Clone Wars uh, cartoon with Sidious going up against uh, Darth Maul and Savage. Ooh. That is the only other one. And go figure, both of them, like, use Darth Maul. Yeah. (laughs) Hashtag Darth Maul, best best fighter. Bro, he is my all-time favorite, Sid. Yeah. That's saying a lot. Yeah, The fact that he, like, beat Revan? Come on. (laughs) So... What here two here here are two things that like just from the fight alone that 
I have done research on because I could never realize why that fight resonated with me so much is because the one thing that we have learned especially with us as deep into wrestling is how to tell a story through through fight. a fight it's why like so kind of backstory fight choreography is such a big thing for me because of the fact that it is one of my passions i love telling stories through actions so of course it's not work fight choreography will be that thing it's something that i always kind of cling to which is why i always loved the prequels over the original trilogy. Yeah, because not because of the stories through words, but the stories that were being told through actions. Yeah, because a lot of times, especially in the original trilogy, you can see when the fight happens, it's an entirely different story being told. Exactly. And that's not how it's supposed to work. It's a the fight. And we're gonna dissect all of these big fights because yeah. there's a that lot be, of we can, story. We can make it a part told. four and be like the fights, uh, the big fights of Star Wars. Nah, we actually, we actually have time. We have time. We'll oh. knock it out. So, the reason that fight resonated with me so much is because between Qui-Gon and Darth Maul, you see their views and mindsets of the Force exactly. in the fight. Darth Maul is in- No, it wasn't even in the fight. It was in the spots in between the fighting. Well, yeah. Because yeah. of the fact, so when they're all dueling, uh, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan against Darth Maul, they are just kind of doing what they can to just stop this guy. Mm -hmm. They're not trying to kill him. They're just trying to stop him. But at the end of the day, Maul was like, yeah, nah, I'm, I'm killing you, both yeah. of you. I've dropped Jedi before. Y'all are nothing new. Because he dropped, like, what, four? I can't remember. He drops, like, four or five Jedi before he even comes in contact with Qui-Gon or Kenobi. Yeah. Which is why Sidious trusted him. It was like, yeah, you've dropped Jedi before with Padawans. Yeah. And you were like, this will be... But he specifically trained to fight two people at a time. It literally went down to why he built that lightsaber in the first place. Because yep. the Jedi have not trained to fight that since the old republic they have they have fought they have used because a lot of the pole arms lightsabers that are, that some the of the guys arms, use the, uh, they so never train they have how to fight against tons it of different, so there are tons of different lightsabers that exist but because of the fact that they all go to uh, specific jedi who are masters at certain martial arts mm -hmm. most people won't really know about them because because here's the thing there are two things about when he, cause when he fights Qui-Gon and mm -hmm. the pacing that he does, trying to stay in his emotions, trying to keep yeah. it going, keep it raging. So just speak, like to kind of give some uh, background on what he's talking about. He is referring to the scene where Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan and Darth Maul all get separated by that force field. Mm -hmm. And Qui-Gon takes time to meditate while Darth Maul begins pacing like a caged animal. And you can see where he is, like he said, moving that emotion, using everything to keep hold to that dark will that is pushing him to keep Qui-Gon on the ropes. Just, it's beautiful. And at the same time, Qui-Gon's just like, I'm not thinking about you. Mm -hmm. I will find peace within myself because that is what I use to yep. fight you. Pure, true balance. Exactly. What is what does it mean to be a gray? To find balance in everything, which is why he meditates. And everyone's like, well, okay, so how did he beat, so how did Kenobi beat him? He used the dark side, bro. He used the dark side of the force through his anger of the fact that Qui-Gon died, or was dying. Literally in the canon of the movies, both uh, current, old, and uh, prequel trilogy. Also through the shows and Battlefront 2, which is also canon. No one was beating a Sith without oh. using any power of the dark side. Period. Yeah. That was the only way you beat him. And the only reason why Kenobi was able to beat Maul was because of the fact that he channeled all that anger and hate that he felt because of his father, quote unquote, being killed right in front of him, which was why he immediately went from uh, just kind of guy to essentially a caged animal in that aspect. And it was really, really bad because of the fact that no matter what he did, he couldn't really do anything. 
So, in the meantime, and in between time, he just had to do what he could. While he was doing literally all of that, uh, Darth Maul started going, okay, and tried to piss him off even more. Yeah, because he was just having fun with it at that point. Exactly. What was, what was really cool about that scene to me is that I always wondered in the fight, because I, I always missed it, like I would blink and literally miss it. it, happens literally that quick, why Darth Maul switched to a single saber to fight Kenobi. He didn't uh, switch to a single saber. Right, he didn't. The other half of it was broken to where he couldn't use it, because Kenobi sliced it. Yeah. I didn't, I never ever noticed that, because that is also one of the things that it's gave what Kenobi, made it's what made, made it, it a evil. fair fight because he went from fighting his fight to fighting uh well his being uh darth maul's fight to fighting what he knew which was what he trained against mm -hmm. which is when that became a more fair fight now granted he still got that ass whoop ended up falling uh down the shaft cut in half but and then it took him using a forbidden technique in order to actually beat him yep and that was literally the only way he won but that was the phantom menace that's why it was so 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 good and you can't really pull Jar Jar and say that he runs the entire movie because he doesn't. He doesn't. He, he doesn't. actually, when you really look at it. Even with what he does and throughout the movie, because we're about to start going into Attack of the Clones, you're going to see why that really becomes a thing. And the first topic I want to kind of uh, put into for Attack of the Clones, mm -hmm. because it bridges also with the Phantom Menace, is them showing how blind the Jedi were. Bro, that was the entire point of the prequel, the like, prequel trilogy to me. Just couldn't sense shit about anything that ain't have to do with it. They didn't see shit. They didn't know shit. Hell, one of the biggest plot points of the entire movie is the origin of the fucking clones. Yeah. They were like, well, the order was put in with this Jedi before he died. Yeah. And then you got Yoda looking at Windu like, did you know that? And Windu going, no, nah, motherfucker, I ain't know that shit. Yeah, that's because <laughs> Samuel Jackson. <laughs> um, one of the, one of the things that I I thought of was like funny about Attack of the Clones was the first thing they do is show you the relationship between Obi Wan and Anakin and, Anakin and how and it's where that clashes. Yeah, it's like it's one of those things where because one of the things that um. I did a lot of research on when it comes to Anakin was uh -huh. that Anakin was one of those kids that was so talented at something mm -hmm. that when he did it, he did it with the greatest of ease. He wasn't as proficient with it as someone who is less powerful as him. For instance, if the goal is to pick up a cup and someone with, let's say, not that great in the force struggles to pick up the cup, but when he finally masters it, he picks it up perfectly. The entire goal for Anakin is just to pick up the cup. So he just picks it up without trying. So he moves on in the last lesson, losing what he was supposed to be taught in that lesson. Yeah, so absolutely. So as powerful as he was, he wasn't as proficient in what he needed to be in, which is even shown in Attack on Clyde, Attack of the Clones. Breasted Attack on Titans. <laughs> Bro, can you imagine that? Levi with lightsabers? Oh, man. <laughs> so the first thing about the relationship is that Obi-Wan is still not only hurting mm -hmm. because of Qui-Gon's death, but he is lashing out and taking it out on, on Anakin. Anakin. Yeah. Because in Qui-Gon's last dying words, he was like, he was like this wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't, this wasn't your fault. He says, you have to go on. It wasn't, you have to be stronger. It was train the boy. Yep. <laughs> and, he, and you, and you got to think about like, this is someone who just, who, at tooth and nail fight Qui-Gon like at every aspect he could just because that was just Obi-Wan back then. Well, so he didn't really, I wouldn't say that he fought him tooth and nail at everything. It was but we were taught this, why don't we do it this way? He, he and Qui-Gon was like go with the flow. Yeah. Qui-Gon's, Qui this is uh, kind of off topic. This is the biggest reason why I say that if Anakin was being directly trained by Qui-Gon he wouldn't really have that uh, delve to the dark because of the fact that every single issue that would have come up 
Qui-Gon would have took it wholeheartedly. Dangerous it would squad. not have gone to a higher level. It would have stayed between yeah, him yeah. and Qui-Gon, and they would have handled that shit. Yeah, because the moment the moment that Anakin had to talk to Grandmaster Yoda, Grandmaster Yoda or Palpatine about anything was he Palpatine was the only person who was being wholeheartedly open saying well this is what I would do this is this is human outside of Padme because Padme did the same shit was like well you're just human so this is why this happens it's okay we can get through this shit yeah and then with Yoda Yoda was like because of everything that happened he was like I see what needs to be done so this is why I'm telling you this now exactly but one of the things that a lot of people like kind of don't like about um, this is both relevant for Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith uh -huh. is the actual portrayal of Anakin Skywalker. Now, I, I also had an issue with this because when I first really got into Star Wars like that, it was when the Clone Wars cartoon was coming on and I would look at that and then look at the movies and I'd be like, that's not my Anakin. But yeah. then I, when I literally sat down and was like, all right, let me really see what he's going through. It, everything that he does makes sense. Yep. Why he was Why so he seems like uh, half emotional, but by the time he gets to like the Clone Wars TV show, why he's a bit more uh, open about everything, especially with his relationship with Obi-Wan. Yep. Because of the fact that at the end of the day, the Jedi are supposed to be emotionless. Yeah, they're supposed the to. The Sith are the people who use emotion to drive them. Through passion, I gain strength. Because if you really look at it, that's why everything the Jedi do is to be able to curve and teach. Do not go into your emotions. That's why yeah, they get essentially Buddhists, I believe. Yeah. They, they have no attachment to anything. Everything is black and white, and they just kind of sit in their own little realm. They When they get literal sexual urges, they literally go to an entire temple and just meditate it away. Yep. Shit's crazy. <laughs> yeah, every, every single one of them has. And the fact that all of that is going on. And Anakin is getting all these new emotions that he's never really felt before. He has to deal with loss over and over again. He's being tormented by forced dreams that he can't really tell anybody about because of the fact that he's been taught that Jedi don't have nightmares. He doesn't really know what to do. So he tries to hide all of that. And you can see that in the conversation that he has with Padme later on yep. when he's explaining this shit. Because he's like, I know I'm better than this. Because so where is the issue coming from? Hayden Christensen did exactly what needed to be done to show exactly how Anakin was feeling. Yeah. Everything came off as half, like half emotion, because of the fact that that's what he was feeling. Exactly, he was he was, he was trying to mask everything, but the mask was cracking. Yep, because one of the the best scenes that you he, you see this at. The best two scenes is the scene where he literally watches his mother die in his arms. Yeah. And just kills everything that moves. Uh-huh. And then the second scene is the conversation he has with Padme right after that, where he's everyone's like, well, why'd he throw the temper tantrum? It's not a temper tantrum. He doesn't know what to do. He's and lashing he's, out at everything, everything because he, he doesn't know how to really... He knows that he shouldn't have these emotions. But he doesn't know how to get rid of them. And he doesn't know how to get rid of them. But he feels like shit. Because remember, before, when he was a kid, his biggest thing was, I need to become a Jedi Knight. That yep. was his whole thing in Phantom Menace when he was a little boy. Yep. So he finally becomes a Jedi. And in his mind, he is failing to do what needs to be done so he can achieve his dream. Yep. So, of course, he's just going to lash out at everything and everyone. And like, it, it really shows like another thing that really um, I talked about earlier was the, when he's ranting to yeah. Padme, his true, how he feels about the relationship in the beginning with Obi-Wan. Yeah. Because that child, that relationship does not change until that fight with Count Dooku. Exactly. It doesn't because he, as soon as after they go up against Dooku, they both get dusted off. Obi-Wan looks at him and goes, you failed too. And, and that's when he saw him as a true brother and not just Qui-Gon's chosen one. Yeah. 
because it was because obi-wan resented anakin in the first two movies because of the fact that he saw him as qui-gon's golden boy yeah because the the moment when qui-gon was like fine i'll train the boy because obi-wan first, immediately felt some type of way yeah because the first thing that uh he says when he even got uh he showed up with anakin was why do i feel like you have another useless life form he called Anakin a useless life form. That was the first thing he even said to him. That was his first thought. He looked at the kid, didn't even sense his force power or his force potential, looked at him and said, you're useless. No, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Because remember, he sent him the blood samples before all of that shit. He knew that that whole fucking uh, Benny Clarenrick was- Then that, that, makes that, that, that makes that statement even more just it out was, of hate. Yeah, that's <laughs> all that was. You just so hateful, Obi-Wan. Now, the last little thing we're going to talk about for Attack of the Clones before we move on, here are the Dooku duels. And every single one has its own little story that's being told, and I love it so much. Because first, it's him versus Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan is trying to essentially just use his peace and the light side of the force while Tyrannus is toying with him. Yep, he's not even being challenged by and him at all. And that is what's showing specifically where the threat level is with Tyrannus. Yeah. Because remember, last time we saw, uh, last big thing we saw with Obi-Wan was him taking out Maul. How do you make the next big threat a legitimate threat? You show you have that threat toying with the motherfucker who just beat the unconquerable. Yeah, because the thing about that fight is this is an Obi-Wan who realize what he did in the fight with Maul and then doesn't do it anymore. Yeah. He doesn't allow his emotions to take him. He doesn't allow his emotions to guide him. He doesn't allow them to even fester. He truly or becomes a Jedi Knight. He becomes a Jedi Knight and he goes, well, this is the way I was taught. Which is why the next fight with Anakin was so, beautiful. so beautiful. Oh, man. Because it was literally... It Dooku was, was literally trying to convert that boy right then and he there. Pulled, he pulled a Goku, bro. He was <laughs> training him in a fight. Yeah, that was, that was literally Dooku and Anakin was Goku Beerus. Yeah. That was amazing. Because Anakin literally goes, all right, I'll use the Jedi way. Okay. He, goes he pulls a whole nother lightsaber. Goes the Jedi way. He loses his lightsaber, and which is his symbolism of then he And then he goes, all right, so Show this, me what is you the, can do. this is the man who beat my master. Show me your power. And, and mimics everything he does. Oh, man, it was oh. so good. It was so, so good. Like, the fact that they almost looked like they were dancing, and that only comes out through the fight choreography. Yep. That whole story being told of Dooku literally going, oh my God, this boy has so much potential. I can feel the conflict in his soul. I can possibly turn him. The reason he looks so sad at the end when he like just- Yeah, when he takes out his arm, he was disappointed. He was looking like a disappointed father. He was, because at the same time as he was like, this is what you can do. He was also like, this is what they did to you. Yeah, he was like, I, you, that's the he, he was like, I can, I can make you so much more. And the entire Clone Wars cartoon, that's all he's doing. And Anakin, join me. Anakin, join me. Get, join me. Join me. <laughs> that's the entire point of the Clone Wars. All right, so let's and go then, ahead and go to this last duel that look, everyone look, absolutely look, cannot look. stand even though it is also one of the best ones in the series is when my boy grandmaster yoda shows up and absolutely starts giving him the hands with the lightsaber because at the end of the day yoda channels the force in all that he does what makes you think that just because of the fact that this motherfucker does not fight often that yeah, he, he doesn't know how to fight can't. that was the one thing i never understood he about trains me. dooku he who is one of the, the best like so you, you gotta think about how like how dumb like the thought process is for that for people to be like well he should have been able to fight he should have just used force powers okay Man. 
Okay, man. So, but the whole point of lightsabers in existence is because of the fact that you use that to duel when you are at equal power with somebody in the force. Because if you really think about it, while, while that never made any sense to me was when I was learning about everything about Star Wars, mm -hmm. I learned that Yoda wasn't even the most powerful one in the force. No, he was not. And yet, even so, you mean to tell me that people that are are powerful in the force and Yoda still use lightsabers but uh, Yoda, Yoda, wo Yoda wouldn't Yoda, Yoda, Yoda what's crazy about it is two things two because things you, you one about that before this the shows comes out uh attack of the clones shows why the whole battle against Sidious works out mm. because of the fact like it will also uh, we can just talk about this now because they're both essentially the same point Yoda is a great at heart as well. He knows the light and the dark and how to use the light and the dark. As soon as both Sidious and Tyrannus immediately goes, you have no power in the light that can rival me. You literally He's like, oh, yep, you're right. And you literally see that. him inhale like <laughs> you completely see like switch. He completely, he literally flips the switch and goes, yeah, you're right. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Throws force lightning at him, and it's just like, yoink, give me that. Because he's like, nah, he just deflected it. No, no he absorbed it Dooku and then shot deflected. it back. Dooku deflected. Which you can see immediately as soon as he throws it back, he deflects and it immediately goes off in the other. It does not completely disappear and come back. He didn't redirect it. That's not what that was. Nope. Yoda literally, literally absorbed it and then shot his own right back at Dooku. Exactly. The reason the reason why Yoda like actually well, if you're cause a lot of people are probably thinking now, well if that was the case, why did Yoda basically not really win those fights? Yeah, because he did. Yeah, he did. He won both of them. Yeah, but not in the, the only thing with Sidious is he threw the Senate at him. <laughs> he was like, so, so, so I, I threw, threw the Senate, Senate at him. <laughs> and at the end of the day, Yoda was like, yeah, it's not worth to keep destroying each other to go ahead and get this. I need to get out so I can protect the rest of the Jedi. That was his biggest thing. Yeah. Because he shows up, he sees Sidious. And he knows that Windu was supposed to be there. He is still standing there, Windu is not. He also can feel in Revenge of the Sith, everyone dying. He yep. feels that weight of the force. You so know, he's you know like, why you know what, you know, I'm just gonna pull back because I can end this dude right now, but what's more important is protecting as many other people as I can. You know the funny thing about that? And uh, Darth, if Darth Bane's, um, theory is true especially the way it's being told now with the new trilogy what do you mean with uh, Darth Bane's theory was it was it Bane, that the force is finite oh yeah yeah that was Bane yeah that the force is finite the reason why Yoda could feel that because he probably was getting stronger in, in the, the light dark. he was probably oh no yeah he would probably get stronger, stronger in, the in the light because all the all the Jedi are dying mm -hmm. so as one dies Yoda just feels a little more power in the light as he's trying to fight with the dark. Yeah. And he's just like, wait, what is happening? <laughs> and he just goes, it was like, you know what? You just threw the Senate at me. Yeah. But my boys need me. So we gonna talk about that later. Yeah. And Dooku just straight up tucked tails and runs. Yeah, Dooku left. He was like, Dooku knew he wasn't winning that fight. So he just was like, yeah. All right, yeah, nah, I'm out of this. Yeah. All right, now nah, let's go ahead and get to Revenge of the Sith. Uh, my biggest thing when it comes to Revenge of the Sith and why it's so great. Is it's still telling the stories of Attack of, Attack of the Clones. And it, it really solidifies Anakin's turn. Anakin throughout that entire movie is going, help me, I don't know what to do. Everyone, and everyone is constantly saying, don't be stupid, you're supposed to be doing this. Stop doing this, you need to be doing this. But that's not, and they're not even attacking what he really has concerns about. Yeah. Like he's going to everyone. He went to Mace Windu. Mm -hmm. Windu has not really liked Anakin from the jump. From the jump. And he, he just got desperate. It was like, we need Anakin so we can win this war. Yeah. Because he realized just like when Qui-Gon died, he was like, oh, snap. So this is real. Yeah, this is about to happen. Yeah. Get, to let, happen. Let, <laughs> Obi-Wan trained the boy. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to, but go ahead and train him. Because Mace Windu was always a vocal point where he was like, we'll give you whatever. We'll let you do whatever you want. 
But we won't give you the title of anything. Because we don't trust you for shit. We, well, we don't, Windu didn't trust him for shit. Yeah, Windu didn't trust him as far as he could throw him. And as strong as Windu was, yeah. he could probably throw him <laughs> as far as he can with that grape soda lightsaber. I just want to see myself on screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, another thing that people don't really understand is the whole thing when it came to everything that he was dealing with and why he jumped wholeheartedly into the dark side. He, so his biggest thing was, I've already failed my mother. The last thing that his mother said to him before he even went on this journey as uh, was even trying to become a Jedi in The Phantom Menace was people do not help enough people. So in his mind, the ultimate way of helping people is saving them from death. He has already failed his mother. He does not want to fail somebody else that he loves dearly. Which is all he's being tormented with. Exactly. Because all he sees, especially his Force dreams, is Padme, Padme dying, dying in childbirth. Yeah. And when she tells him, oh yeah, I'm pregnant. That solidifies it. He, he like, doesn't know right. what to do. Mm -hmm. he, he talks to Yoda. And Yoda is like, oh, oh well, just let the bitch die. And then he talks to Windu, how, and Windu, Windu, Windu is, is like, well, she shit. wasn't, you shouldn't have did that in the first place. Well, so. no, 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 he doesn't even say anything regarding to uh, that this is someone that I love and that I'm with. He speaks to Yoda and Windu pretty vaguely, so he doesn't like put anything in his business on blast. Yeah, that's fair. Because of the fact that Anakin was like, I can't go to them about specific details, but maybe they can still give me some kind of advice. Yeah. It's the same thing that happened. Uh, yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, he explained it to them in the way that his mother died. Yes. And he was like talking to them. It was like in a past tense type thing. He was mm -hmm. saying, well, I was having four streams about, about my, my mother, mother dying. dying and then she I'm worried about her. What should I do? And then Yoda was like, train yourself to let go of things that you are afraid to lose. That was it. He didn't give him a how to do that. He just told him, this is what you need to be doing. He didn't give him any steps whatsoever. He just, just that. The he, only person who was willing to give him steps was Palpatine. Because Palpatine. Palpatine immediately went, us together, I'm sure we can figure out how to do that. Cause here's, and that is what solidified, all right, this is the one person who has been at my side from the jump. Yep. Because, because yes, Obi-Wan, he ended up seeing Obi-Wan as a father, but he also saw Palpatine as a father. He saw Palpatine more than Obi-Wan because at that point, especially if you go, if you go, let's say, uh, you found out, you watched the Clone Wars cartoon before Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. They're, they're just blood brothers at this point. Absolutely. He loses yeah. that, this is this is the guy that could have been my father, like halfway through the show. Yeah. And by the time it ends, they're like- They're equals. They're equals. Which actually explains a lot yeah. at the end of Revenge of the Sith now, even more than it did before. Uh -huh. You were my brother, Anakin. I loved you. Even though they he really not, they weren't allowed to do that. So even Obi-Wan felt that uh, whole pull. Because all of the Jedi end up having that attachment to somebody. Well, yeah, every, every, human, yeah, every Jedi. <laughs> every Jedi, even, even I think Yoda, it's recorded that they had like an actual Some kind of attachment, attachment to somebody yeah. nine times out of ten it was a female because even we're finding about about uh obi-wan's whole uh relation couple drivers. relationships yeah. and stuff especially when it came to ray but that's that's some for later on right. um the thing about that i that i wish they had done is kept going with the jar jar whole aspect because i feel like he it would have been this would have been the perfect time to reveal jar jar as the true apprentice or yeah, the phantom menace. jar jar literally like jar jar walks in on anakin literally just like like just trying to figure out what to do jar jar asks anakin's like this is someone i've seen from a kid and tells him everything jar jar says he doesn't send jar jar, jar doesn't send him to palpatine he says let me take you to my master and he will show you the way. And that's and what then takes you, him to see. Sidious. And it, your mind is blown. Everything is like, what's about to happen? Yeah. And then you, all you hear is Sidious go, activate order 66. 
and the beginning of the end happens. Uh, I wouldn't quite say that. Whoa! I think that whole uh, thing with Mace still needs to happen. Him attacking Palpatine still needs to happen. Because that is what cemented the Jedi are no better than the Sith. Because one lie is what is the reason why he did that. Yeah, he, he is too, too dangerous, dangerous to be left, left alive. alive. They have never. That is, and then Anakin immediately goes, "Well, that is against the Jedi way. That is not how we do things." He, to the end, is still fighting, going, "But that's not what the Jedi are about." He's, what are you doing? He was up until that moment. He was trying to become a Jedi. Harder than anyone Anybody else. else. Everybody else is working in grays, and he's just like, yo, um, I'm straight. Y'all taught me this. Why are y'all like doing all of this shit? Y'all are no better than the Sith. Which is why he was just like, all right, well, fuck it. I'm at least gonna go to the motherfucker who tried to help me, slices his goddamn arm off, and then he gets electrocuted through a window. Yeah, and everyone's like, well, if that's the case. Well, why did he feel bad? He did. He absolutely he, did. He immediately was like, oh my God. What the fuck have I what done? What have I done? But at that point, it was just like, hey, bro. Like, he couldn't. He had no nowhere return. else to go. Point of no return. Because what does he what, how, what, what does he tell everyone? Oh, yeah. So Palpatine's the Sith Lord. He's the Sith Lord we've been looking, looking for this for? entire time. Okay. Uh, so how do you notice Mace Windu attacked him and got blown out a window? How did that happen? I, I cut off his arm. I, I kind of. <laughs> I, I, you what? I, I kind of helped him by cutting off his cutting off his arm. <laughs> and now Anakin, Anakin literally had no choice but to go all dark. And Absolutely. here's the funniest thing about that: that's when he is more of a Jedi than at any other time. Yeah. Because everything he does, he doesn't feel anything. Mm -hmm. He murders an entire an entire school of kids. Not because he really wanted to. Because, because he thought he that was the only thing that he could do in order to become well-versed in the dark. Because that's what Sidious told him. And, if you, and to be fair, if you look at how the clones actually killed the other Jedi, that was the most peaceful way for them to go out. Yeah. Like, homeboy, there was one, I can't think of his name, was in a whole ship. They were fighting. A whole space battle. Yeah, they, they got they the order. Back. They hit the brakes and blew him out the sky. Yeah, and he did not die immediately. He crashed and burned to death. Mm -hmm. Speaking of everything in Order sixty six and how everything goes, let's go ahead and go to the final fight, which is also one of the best fights in Star Wars. If it wasn't for Darth Maul, it would have been my it favorite fight. Been. It's my number two. It is my mm. definite number two, and it's tied with Sidious, Maul, and Savage. Yeah. It is like, oh man, all those three are great. And the whole reason we're even going to come to this fight, because everybody loves this fight. Everybody just doesn't like the ending. They hate how it ended. But, oh, I have the high ground, Anakin, you'll never win. Yeah, but you even you explained this to me. my power. So, like, this, this, is, what, this is what I'm going to go. This, this is, I'm going to explain this again, just so the lovely people who are also listening can catch on to this as well but the reason why obi-wan was able to defeat anakin in that one move is because of the fact that anakin was about to use the same shit on him that obi-wan used on maul i think that was the most poetic thing about it is mm -hmm. that he was going to end his master with a move that his master taught him no he didn't teach him that he didn't teach him that at all that came from him using forbidden techniques, not thinking that Obi-Wan would be able to do that, not knowing that that's how Obi-Wan, quote unquote, killed, because we find out he survives later, Darth Maul. It's how he defeated him. With that same exact move, you underestimate my power, jump over him, slice him through the middle. But instead, Obi-Wan was like, all this before i know exactly how to stop that it immediately slices his legs off yeah because if you i think it's in the yeah it's in the mall comic book where when obi-wan does it he literally goes all mall had to do was attack here here and here when i was doing the move and i would have died yep he knew exactly how to counter that yeah 
And that's what happened. And everyone was that's like, "That's how he lost." Yeah, he lost. Like Anakin lost because of the fact that Obi Wan had more experience. That is it. Obi Wan, the entire fight is on the ropes. He is defensive the entire time. The only person attacking is Anakin, and he is giving that motherfucker the hands because the, the entire time. Because the sad thing about it is. Obi-Wan was a strong and powerful Jedi, yes. Yeah. But Anakin was on a new level. The only one at that point, in my opinion, opinion, you know those things we have where no one else has to agree <laughs> with us, is the only one that could have beat him straight up one-on-one -on -one at that point with everything that was going on is Yoda. Uh, I don't even know about that. That's the only time, bro. Because... Think about it. The Yoda's fighting. I feel like I feel like Mace would have been able to keep up with him. That they would have fought to a standstill. Yoda would have beat him absolutely. Yeah, but I feel I, like I'll Mace give you. I'll give you Mace. I'll give you Mace to a standstill because Mace was one Mace, of the best fighters that they had. Yeah, because the way they explained the only reason why Mace even lost was because of the fact that Anakin sliced his hand off. Yeah, he got he got snuck and couldn't do nothing. Exactly. Like even even though we know all we all know the real reason why uh, Mace's lightsaber is purple, to explain it in the lore, they go, "Well, Mace." was the one that mastered both the light and the dark and he created a lightsaber to represent that because that is the kyber crystal that resonated with him when he was going through his his trial his sure. trials that makes sense yeah that's how they explain it away but the one thing that you told me about that when i saw it i was like yo that is the most beautiful shit ever was the birth of Darth Vader and the death of Padme. Oh my God, that scene is so good. It was beautiful because a lot of people, a lot of people don't know what they're sawing. So the entire reason Padme died during childbirth is because Anakin is literally, literally siphoning he, her life force. So a lot of people were initially pissed off at the fact that. Uh, well, why is he even going after Padme in the first place? I thought he loved her. That was a taste of power, bruh. As soon as Anakin felt that power of the dark side, he, he just lusted for it after yeah, that. He just, which was he, why it went from I'm trying to save Padme to be by my side, Padme. We can rule the galaxy. And when Padme said no, he did. He hit He just, he put he, a needle he brown. Him. Nah, he didn't even pull a needle brown. He went straight to Ike Turner. <laughs> like, he, he was like, bitch, you go listen to me. Uh-huh, absolutely. And when, oh, and when wow, he did that, up. he just put that connection on his life. Because mm -hmm. that's why that theory of what if uh, Anakin was so powerful in the force that he kind of like accidentally like mind voodooed yeah. Padme into loving him. I makes, still believe that. That makes so much sense of why he was able to because steal her even, life. Because even, uh, even with when they were coming together initially, she just randomly starts mm -hmm. also showing that affection out of nowhere. Yeah, because when they were when they first met, she just like, oh, you're cute. Exactly. And she You'll always be that little boy I knew on the booth. Exactly. Like, you're just you'll always be cute to me and then all of a sudden they start loving each other and then at the end of the movie you like wait they got married yeah now and, and it makes the, no sense now in the clone wars their representation is better because they actually got writers that know how to write a love story but that's besides the point but if that if that theory is true like the fact that he was able to steal her life force makes so much more sense now yeah he had that connection with her from, from the, the as soon as he but at the same time anakin didn't know what he was doing mm -mm. all he was doing is thinking about the fact that padme left with uh obi-wan yep that anger that was pushing him through that was literally the only thing that was literally the only thing keeping him alive it was I and literally as you hear Padme the take her EKG take the last breath from Padme, you hear Darth Vader's first breath and immediately starts, which also shows why that whole no scene happens because of the fact that as he wakes up, he realizes what the fuck he just did. His whole point was to save Padme. And he got he so ends power up, drunk. He got so power hungry that he ends up killing him. You know what? Now that now that I, I put that out, because there was one thing that, um, especially in the Darth Vader comics, that I never understood that why he chose not to do this. So what? one of the things about Darth Vader's suit, 
uh-huh. is that it constantly put Anakin in pain, and he uses that pain to make him more powerful in the dark side of the Force. Well, the suit doesn't specifically put him in pain. It just causes him pain. No, it not really. So it's it doesn't really cause him pain. It's a life support system. It keeps him alive, but none of that shit that he's had has healed. All those burns, all those wounds that he got from being literally set aflame yeah. on Mustafar, they're still he's there. Still there, and, and it is constantly moving, constantly fighting. That is always going to keep him in pain. It's the fact that he was still alive because the suit was keeping him alive, which was causing him pain. Right, but the one thing that, especially in the comics that show you, the Emperor kept trying to replace him. Yeah. Because he was like, oh, you're you're this thing now, you're a failed attempt. But when he kept killing every, every other, other apprentice friends. he tried to have, one of the things uh, Sidious tried to do was give him a, I think it was, it was either a suit or just better tech uh, that would, actually would have actually not only eased his pain, but made him a better, like, it would have pretty much got him to the point where he would have been as powerful as he was if he had never, like, got set ablaze and lost his limbs. Yeah, because... What if he can't. didn't choose that because he... Because they say he didn't do that is because the agony in which he lived in was what allowed him to be as powerful, but because he knew if he did that, he would become drunk with power again. That would make a lot of sense because he would never want to make that mistake again. He would never because even because even when it came to what he did after uh, the OG trilogy, he lit well during the OG trilogy, I should say. He only ever did what was necessary. He never went out of his way to even kill anymore. No, nope. even when he, the only time in the comics think that about he it kills like this. is in, in Empire. In Empire, he could have killed everybody in that room. We all saw Rogue One. We all saw what we should have saw for a jump on why Darth Vader was so fucking scary. I never understood it until that movie. That. I never understood. Like I, I was like, I don't get why. Like I knew why. When I saw Anakin, I was like, oh, so this is why everyone's afraid of Darth Vader. Uh-huh. It, it wasn't until... Sense. It made sense, but I didn't understand that until the prequel trilogy. And it wasn't until, like, a couple years ago when I saw Rogue One, why everyone was afraid of Darth Vader for being Darth Vader, not Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Like, homie, you just That's see... Deep. You just see those guys, Whoa. like... Like, just... Man. You just you just hear the breathing. They slowly turn around. And you see All that you see red, is that red saber. saber. And they say, open fire. And, and nothing happens but them dropping, dropping like flies. And he goes, great. open the door. Open the door. <laughs> Crap, take the codes. Bye. Oh, man. But we'll get to uh, Rogue One and also every other. Rogue One kinda, and Solo are the only. Yeah. We'll get to those when we talk about the original. Probably trilogy. be a part four, actually. I mean, we'll reference them in the OG trilogy. In the OG trilogy, but we'll give more facts about specifically those movies mm-hmm. in probably a part four. Okay. Hit us up on our social medias if y'all want to hear that. If not, we'll just leave it to what we have on our very next episode, which will not next episode, our next episode for the Star Wars little project that we have right now yeah because we gonna we gonna defend something else after this one just yeah. to just to go back yeah and we, gonna, we gonna be a little uh we gonna be we gonna defend a couple things before we like we go back start. to our usual <laughs> process of just shitting on everything everybody loves <laughs> so thank you guys for joining us and listening to us like i said before at the beginning of this podcast if you like what we do you want to hear more make sure you follow all of our social medias at Power Trip on all websites, Power Trip OP, that is P-O-W-E-R-T-R-I-O-P-O-P, capital P-T-N-O. Also, patreon.com slash Power Trip Operations, all spelled out. And remember, one dollar, one dollar, access to all the podcasts. Every single episode we will ever put out will also be on that, along with the other podcast series that we also have. Yep. Again. Be sure to be watching that Patreon. Even if you don't even really want to put that dollar out yet, just be sure to at least follow that page because we have some very exciting things coming in the works that we are solidifying some deals on that I believe a lot of people are going to love. Thwip, thwip. A lot of people are going to love. Thwip, thwip. <laughs> so again, this has been another episode of Here's the Thing. I have been 
Crimson Black. And I am Damian Drago. We have enjoyed indulging ourselves again in a topic that we love talking about and that a lot of people love to hate and we hate to love at sometimes. But again, thank you for listening. We appreciate everything that everybody does. Be sure to keep sharing the word, sharing the love. We're on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Comcast, CastBox, literally every single thing that you can get a podcast on. Everything. And oh boy, has it been worth it. (laughs) Well, anyway, guys, have a good one. Thank you for listening. And may your flames burn eternal. May your flames burn eternal. (laughs) Yeah.